Hello, and welcome to the Align and Thrive podcast. I'm your host. My name is Emily Taylor. We are now in the first week of September, so transitioning into fall. And fall and September is such a time of transition, of change, of getting back into routine. And it is the perfect time to really come back to that grounded center, that summer is such a time that is social, that is focused on making memories, but it can also be really energetically depleting as well, that as we come into fall, many of us are so ready for that stability and ease that our routine brings, that we feel like we get to nest a little bit, find that sense of comfort, and just really come inward. That is what fall and winter is, just coming inward, getting a chance to really rest, ground, and just come back into that center. Now, it can also feel overwhelming. It can feel disorientating that there's a lot going on. We can also hold ourselves to a really high standard of how quickly we expect ourselves to jump into these routines. And For myself, as a mom that has kids going back to school and going to activities, it is a lot going on. It is a lot of new routines to really be learning. And the best thing we can do for ourselves is give ourselves grace when we need it and really start breaking these routines down into kind of bite-sized chunks so that we can really make it manageable to build strong routine. And Something that I have been doing as I've transitioned into fall, because I have felt like my own stress levels were increased, I felt that pressure, I felt like I had a lot of to-dos to get to done, and I really felt like I hit the ground running, and Maybe you feel the same that right now this week is a time that is very much action focused, that we are on the go. But anytime I felt like my mindset was getting busy of all the things I needed to do, all the things I should be doing, I kind of took a step back and really reminded myself that I'm doing the best I can. And I think that really making this a practice is such a form of self-care, of self-love, because in these moments of life that are so busy, are so demanding, we do need to zoom out and actually realize that we are doing our best and that is all we can ask of ourselves. All we can ask of ourselves is just giving the day our best effort, but we can also create space for ourselves to reflect, to refine. If we have a day that maybe didn't go to plan, that is such wonderful space for growing, for learning what we could do differently the next time to make it a little bit more optimal. And typically in our days, it is really kind of down to the details on what is going to optimize things for us. Now, for me, even just learning the time blocks, you know, learning I need to be up by 5.36. If I want to fit in a meditation practice, I need to be meditating by 6.30, starting my own personal practice. I need to be getting the kids up for seven, getting them dressed, getting breakfast going, and we need to be leaving the house maybe by... 
8, 10, so that we can walk to school and get there on time. So it really is down to the minute. And when it comes to also getting places on time, five to 10 minutes makes a big difference. And also in motherhood, leaving enough kind of buffer time for the days that I need it, that I'd rather be ahead of schedule. And it's going to bring more ease to my children as well, that they're not panicked. If they get up at 730, that means they have very limited time to get a lot done. And I don't know about others, but my kids are just not moving at a fast pace. And I'd rather just have that extra buffer time so that it can just bring more ease to our morning. We can, you know, have that flow. It can feel positive. Maybe they get that extra playtime on the playground before going into school that I want to do everything in my power to really create the energy that I want to have, that I want my home and morning to embody. So really just starting to kind of break down and chunk our routines into these like smaller focuses. And for me, there was really three focuses in my routine that I've been just really intentional with. Now, when we already have a routine, that creates a foundation. If you're kind of starting from scratch where you really aspire to build a healthy lifestyle, but you don't have a lot of practices in play, one of the best things you can do is just focus on one thing, focus on one thing, master it, perfect it. And then once that becomes just part of your life and routine, add another layer. And for me, this is something I am still doing many, many years into my health and fitness journey. When one thing is solidified, I'm ready to add a new layer. And it really kind of gives us space that we see that this is an ongoing journey, that we're always putting one foot in front of the other. And our journey will also have kind of peaks and valleys where maybe a habit falls off and we're ready to reintroduce it, that the focus is not perfection. It is always going to ebb and flow, but it's just keeping our mindsets focused and also keeping our mindsets focused on reflection on what is going to best serve us because there will also be different seasons of our journey that maybe at one point in our journey one habit really benefits us and then maybe we outgrow it maybe we're ready to kind of take that off our plate and focus on something else so it's knowing that as well that things aren't set in stone just because you like to do something in one season of your journey does not mean that needs to be your thing for the rest of your life if in one season of your journey you're going for a morning run and then all of a sudden that doesn't feel like something that serves you anymore and you want to switch it up listen to that. Sometimes we get so rigid and we start forcing our things, forcing ourselves to do things that just aren't even bringing us joy anymore. And we need to listen to that because our healthy lifestyles are something we want to be able to uphold for the rest of our lives. But we are ever evolving, which is so fun, so inspired, but we need to honor that as well, that who we are today We're not going to be the same person a year from now, two years from now, 25 years from now. And also that gives us the space to grow. Right now I'm listening to Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. And he talks a little bit about how 
our environment starts to kind of condition us to be the same, that when we're doing the same things day in, day out, we start to become unconscious in those actions and just are kind of conditioned by that repetition. And for us to change, we also need to kind of break those cycles as well, maybe do things in different ways, expose ourselves to new experiences, because that new experience might become a catalyst for just a domino effect of change within your life. And that's something that just really had had me thinking. I am someone that I try to always layer something new into my life that I want to bring focus to, that I want to strengthen as a habit. And certain things may come and go within my own personal practices, but I like to kind of keep myself in that place of a little bit of discomfort where I'm pushing up against that growth edge where I am challenging myself. I'm not just falling into kind of the monotony of pattern and just staying the same. So that was something I just wanted to add in as you reflect on your own routines, your own habits, that maybe a change can also be the catalyst for growth, the catalyst for change within your life that is really just going to have a domino effect. And healthy habits are typically such a catalyst for a ripple effect of change throughout your life that when you start caring for yourself, prioritizing yourself, then you're able to kind of show up in a new way for others as well. That's something that I've really noticed on my own journey that caring for myself, I'm able to show up in my motherhood the way I want to. I have more patience. I have more presence because I've also really cared and nourished my own body and my own energy. So going into how I've kind of time blocked some of my own routine, the places I've really brought focus to are my morning routine my training routine, and then also evening routine. So in my morning routine, again, making sure I'm up early enough to be caring for myself, giving enough time and space to my kids in the morning, just really doing what I need to do to facilitate a nice flow, a nice flow of energy, bringing that ease and stability. But what sets our mornings up for success is the evening how we leave our home in the evening, the jobs we've gotten done to really care and nurture our future selves as well. And this was probably my number one habit I wanted to build. I wanted to really master the evening reset because it's very common. And this was something for me as well, that at the end of the night, I'm tired. You know, maybe I am usually loading the dishwasher, maybe not always, you know, maybe just not leaving things as done as I could, where now I'm being very structured in what I expect from myself when it comes to the evening reset, that I'm doing a quick little vacuum, I'm making sure the kids lunches are made, I am getting the dishwasher going, if there's a load of laundry to be done, I'm running the load of laundry so I can flip it in the morning, just little things that Maybe it takes me 20 to 30 minutes to do my evening reset, but 
that is going to allow me to wake up in the morning feeling prepared, feeling organized. And that's an energy that's going to ripple out through the rest of the day that we never know what is going to happen for us in a day. We never know the twists and turns that are going to arise, but how can we best prepare? How can we care and nurture our future selves? And I love when we look at it that way. So often we're quick to kind of push that work onto our future selves, not knowing what is going to arise for them. And, you know, the more we can really care for that version of ourselves, we're just bringing ease in. And what I've noticed as well is when I'm really kind of breaking up that workload into bits and pieces, it's more manageable. And it's such a great tool and skill to really hone, to manage stress, to manage anxiety. And, when we're breaking up those bits and pieces and maybe things don't go to perfection, again, tap back in with yourself. I know I'm doing the best that I can. And in those moments that I am reminding myself that I am doing the best that I can, I also reflect what is my number one priority right now? Because often that sense of stress and anxiety just really comes from a little bit of mental chaos that we have so much to do, but we're not prioritizing what needs to be done. And we can't do it all in a day. Typically, something is going to fall off the plate. And that's okay, because we don't want to be then deprioritizing our own self care just to get things done that could maybe have waited for the next day that oftentimes it's going to be more beneficial that we're getting to bed at, at a decent time that we're kind of cutting off that workload at a certain point so that we can come into the next day feeling refreshed, feeling ready. And when we are well-resourced, which is going to be our stress levels are managed, we've cared for ourselves, we've gotten some movement in, we've nourished our bodies. When we're well-resourced, we're going to be more productive and we're really going to be showing up the way we want to, that we want to be able to look at the big picture of what is actually important. Yes, we want to get our priorities done in a day, but that's not necessarily more important than making sure you are well cared for. Because if you continue to push your body and even push your energetic capacity further and further and further, you will get to a point where you feel like you just can't recover. And the intention between time blocking your day is that you're time blocking the things that are also of priority to you. And when you have really focused kind of chunks of time in your day, you're going to be really productive with your time. There's not going to be a lot of time that you're wasting because you are so focused on the task at hand. And something that I've also learned within myself is to reduce the amount of multitasking I'm doing. Again, this just isn't always of benefit. There's going to be certain times I multitask. I'm definitely a multitasker when it comes to cleaning my house. I'll like bop around, you know, got the laundry going. I've started the kitchen and the bath. Like I'll, I'll, I'll bounce around to tasks when it comes to cleaning and tidying, but that is different when it comes to just, you know, especially tasks that really require our focus and energy. It is going to be more productive that we focus on that one task at hand. We use our mental energy to complete and be productive with that task. And then we're finished. Maybe we take a break and move on to the next thing versus if our mindsets aren't focused and they're chaotic, then 
typically it's going to affect our quality of work and things will get missed. And also something to really focus on is that piece of taking breaks that you want to make sure you are taking breaks, especially in these days that are really busy, really demanding. Maybe you have kids going to activities, kids going to school, you're juggling work, you're trying to stay active and healthy and, you know, get your meal prep done and do your workouts. Like it's a lot going on. Something may fall off the plate. Um, and just use that piece of time blocking, but also time block in breaks that you are going to be your most productive self. You are going to be your most efficient self if you if you have fueled your body, if you've taken breaks. And even in my routine of the places I'm bringing focus, one of that, you know, chunks of time that I'm bringing focus to is my training time. So when I'm training, being really intentional, being really present, but also after my training, that I'm taking the time to get myself ready to have lunch and kind of reset to then move in to my client work and picking up the kids. Just that I'm setting that time aside to, again, just care for myself that so often we look at these things as superficial, but it's also really an energetic exchange that you're making sure you give to yourself when you're also giving so much of yourself to others as well. Now, as we come into fall routine, I know that I've touched on this on a previous podcast as well, but maybe your routine did slip over summer. And one of the best ways to really build sustainability when it does come to our healthy habits is by layering it in and making sure it's sustainable. So just like I touched on earlier in the episode where you're focusing on one thing and solidifying it, really embodying that, that it does not need to be zero to 60. And oftentimes when you approach your goals or habit building from that zero to 60 mentality, Unless it's something that you feel really confident in that you can implement and sustain for most individuals going from zero to 60 and adding in all the aspects of their healthy lifestyle, they may get a good couple weeks in, but then they're probably going to fizzle out because they're going to feel tired, because they're going to feel frustrated, because they're going to feel defeated, because they just did not give themselves and their bodies an opportunity to actually acclimate to what they're asking of themselves. And habits truly are best implemented in layers if you have that patience and opportunity for time. Now, again, some people are ready to um, kind of go zero to 60 or approach it from a, a little bit more of an intense implementation. And if you do that, that's okay. But also know that maybe every day won't be perfect and that that's okay too. So often we do identify with our healthy habits and the changes we're making to our lifestyle, which is great, but there also is the flip side to that coin that if we view ourselves as individuals living a healthy lifestyle and we miss a workout or have a meal that maybe doesn't align with our goals, we can internalize that and we can internalize that to be a little bit kind of shaming to ourselves that we failed or we're off track when really we're just human. We're just having a human experience and that's okay. And imperfect consistency 
will always get you farther than inconsistent perfection. So remember that as well. That is just the definition of an all or nothing mindset. And as a coach, that is one of the number one things that people really need to move past to be successful. They need to stop kind of sabotaging themselves when things don't go to perfection. So as you come into fall, you're layering in these new habits. Just know that, that it's okay that not every day is perfect. Those imperfect days are such amazing spaces for reflection and growth and really just fine-tuning your own process where, you know, the days that don't go to plan, you can typically kind of dial it back to, okay, what could I have changed to make it flow a little bit sooner? Could I have gotten up half an hour earlier? Could I have gotten the kids up half an hour earlier? What would have brought an ease to my day? And what will I do differently in the future? So, that's what I think, you know, those days are really meant for. They're meant to really kind of shine a light on what is going to bring us more ease. And when you're rebuilding habits, start slow, start with a bite-sized chunk. And oftentimes when you want to rebuild your habits, you're typically really intimidated by it. And it's okay because change is scary. And this is something that's really common. And sometimes we can also get that um, almost paralysis when it comes to kind of implementing these changes that we're so intimidated, we're so, you know, daunted by what we want to shift in our lives that we just end up freezing and doing nothing where in those moments you need to ask yourself, what can I do? You know, can I make sure I am drinking three liters of water a day? Yes, easy, perfect. That's the focus this week. Can I make sure I do a meal prep and maybe I'm not tracking my food yet. Maybe I'm just prepping and preparing some balanced meals. Easy, you got that done, check. Maybe next week, okay, I'm ready to track my nutrition now and focus on getting a little bit more dialed in when it comes to my nutrition. I don't expect things to be perfect for myself this week, but I'm showing up. I'm showing up and that's the big thing. I'm showing up and that gives you space to grow and expand and build on it. And you can see these layers are just going to stack. That's all you're doing. You're habit stacking. You're layering it in. And you're reminding yourself along the way that you are doing the best that you can. And when you tell yourself you're doing the best that you can, you also reflect what is my priority? If I'm feeling really stable, what is the next layer I'm going to add in? And, you know, in the, on the other side of habit stacking, if you have progressed your habits really quickly and you are getting to the point where you're feeling overwhelmed, what can I deprioritize this week to feel like I'm centered, to feel like I'm balanced, to give myself an opportunity to catch my breath. Because we don't want you getting to the point where you just drop everything because you're overwhelmed. Continuing to do what you can do is always going to get you farther than just dropping everything. We really want to build lives that a lot of our habits start to become just completely integrated with our lives, with our lifestyles. And we're also building mindsets that know 
our healthy lifestyles are how we feel good. They're how we support our mental clarity. They're how we really free ourselves to be living the lives we want to live. And so often healthy habits are just viewed as a temporary measure to accomplish a specific goal. And we really need to shift that, that our healthy habits are health focused. And we also want to build a mindset that it's not an option to quit prioritizing our health, that we deserve to live healthy lifestyles, even if they're imperfect, even if you have moments that don't align. Again, that's okay. That is part of living your life, that our health and fitness should amplify our lives. They shouldn't add more stress. There might be a period where, yes, adding these habits in does feel stressful, does feel overwhelming. But as you really solidify that foundation, your health and fitness and living a life that you feel good about, that you feel good in your body, that you feel energized and patient because you are caring for yourself, all of those healthy habits should just work hand in hand with you living your absolute best life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you all are having a wonderful transition into your fall season. I hope that you really create a vision of this season being nested and grounded and, you know, enjoy that safety of your own routine and the stability and ease that it brings to you that you really do feel like you get to come back into your grounded center. Now, if this podcast episode resonated with you, share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Emily Nicole Fit. Any way that you can share the podcast, it just does so much value. It helps support me kind of share my voice. You can leave a review. You can leave a comment. And just thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear your takeaways. I'd love to continue this conversation of how you are transitioning into your own fall and finding your center. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day.